Amen and good morning. Welcome to worship, everyone. Can everyone hear me okay? No, I'm hearing some no's. Let's turn up. Do you want to turn up the volume here, Miss? This may be the main volume for this. But. Okay, well, welcome to worship as we're here for Rally Day Part 2. How's the volume now? Can you hear okay in the back? I'm hearing some no's. That's what we need to hear. We're gonna keep, <laughs> we're gonna keep testing this. Okay, that sounds a lot louder. How's that? Is that good? Better? Okay, sounds good. The good thing is, is I usually don't stay this quiet, so I think at least when I'm talking, you'll probably be okay. Uh, if not, then we also do have seats up here, so come forward if you need to, if you're worried that you might be not be able to hear well. But welcome to worship as we are here for Rally Day Part 2, and we do have all these seats over here. So friends in the back, don't worry, you can come sit up front. But what a beautiful day it is. This is the day that the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. So welcome to worship everybody who's here. Welcome to worship everyone who is online. I do apologize to those who are online that the brightness setting we just can't get right for outdoor worship. But uh, you can still at least tell that we are here, and you can see us even if it looks a little bit funny. And so I want to start with welcoming all of you, and friends, the peace of Christ be with you all and will you take a moment to welcome one another And now, friends, before our opening prayer, we do have some announcements for you. So I'm going to invite Debbie Grind to come forward for our first announcement. And then I have one more announcement for you. If anybody else has any announcements, you can come forward at this time. Good morning. Um, I hope you all uh, received the little um, insert in your bulletin this morning. Uh, this is an insert with a little bit of information about the crop walk. So you can look at it and see where, um, where the money might go um, if you choose to donate to the crop walk. We are having a crop walk here in Kenton as we had, have had for several years, and Zion is participating. We do have a team. I'm leading the team. We will be walking. There are two different routes for walking. There is a one-mile route, and there is a three-mile route. So if you would like to consider walking, I would really love to have a bunch of us from our church walk in the walk. I'm going to give some information to all the Sunday school kids. I'm hoping maybe some of them might come with their parents and participate in the one-mile route. It's in um, over near Lincoln Park, so it won't be by any busy streets. Um, we'll basically be walking through um, the neighborhoods. But if you um, are not able to walk, you still can um, participate by making a donation. The, uh, you can do it online if you would like to. Um, the information is um, on the flyer. Actually, it's not on the flyer. Um, it, it, it is in the Zionite, and if you want to do it online, I will give you that. Oh, okay, she put it in as a QR code, sorry. <laughs> I had typed it out, yes, okay. So if you want to donate online, you can use the QR code, or you can um, certainly see me to um, give me a physical donation. So it, the date, once again, is Saturday, October 2nd, so I hope we'll have lots of participation from our church. Thank you. 
Yeah, I suddenly like QR codes a lot instead of typing out the whole thing. So if you don't know how to use a QR code, you just take out your smartphone, open up the camera app, and then when you kind of put the camera app over the QR code, a link will pop up and you click on that, and that's how that works. So I have one more announcement for you, and that is you're going to see this big uh, flyer that most of you should have received. There was that Tonawanda Coke settlement. You guys probably know a lot more about that than I do. But because of that, they were doing a lot of things for environmental projects. Now, our church actually submitted an environmental project that did not get approved. But one of the uh, area church projects that was submitted is listed as Kenilworth UCC. And that is actually a Kenton clergy project where they're collecting rainwater and then using it for other things. You can either go online if you live in Tonawanda or go to any of the libraries on this information here. And you can vote for, I think it's six of the projects that you would like to see in each tier for the environmental projects in the community. And the one listed as Kenilworth UCC is the Kenton clergy one. So if you're interested in choosing that one, I'm sure that my colleagues would be greatly appreciative. And there's also some other ones on there. So go on if you live in Tonawanda and take a look, Tonawanda or Kenmore, and let's make some decisions about what we can do to help our environment in this community. And if that is it for announcements, then let's join in a moment of prayer. Holy and loving God, we thank you and we praise you for allowing us to be here today worshiping outside in the beautiful sunshine. Lord, we just take a moment to praise you and to say thank you for allowing us to be here, for allowing us to celebrate, for allowing us to worship. Lord, we pause this moment to say thank you. And Lord, we ask that you pour your Holy Spirit upon us. Bless us with your spirit. Bless us with your power as we worship you today. Through Christ our Lord, we pray. Amen. Please stand with us and sing. We're here to worship. We're here to sing your praise. We're here to love you. We're here to seek your face, O oh God. Let your light fill this place. We're here to worship, we're here to sing your praise, we're here to honor our Lord and gracious King, O God, be enthroned in our praise. O God, hear our cry, so come and shower down your love, come and meet us with your touch. We yield our hearts, give you our thoughts. We're here for only you, O oh God. We're here to worship. We're here to sing your praise. We're here to love you. We're here to seek your face, O oh God. Let your life fill this place. We're here to worship, we're here to bless your name, we're here to honor our Lord and gracious King, O oh God, be enthroned in our praise. O oh God, hear our cries, so come and shower down your love, come and meet us with your touch. We yield our hearts, give you our thoughts. We're here for only you, oh God. So come and shower down your love. 
us with your touch. We yield our hearts, give you our thoughts. We're here for only you, oh God. Amen, and please be seated. Unless you're a kid, then kids, I need you guys to come up here with me this morning. If you are a kid, come join me up here. Oh, and I'm so happy to see you all here. What a wonderful thing. Hey there, kids. Come on up. Anybody else who might be nervous to come up, you are still welcome to come up. Make your way forward. Wonderful. Everybody, come up here and take a seat right here. It's wonderful to see you guys. Some of you I haven't seen for a while, and I've missed your faces. Are you guys excited about today? Does anybody know what we're doing after worship in Sunday school today? There's hot dogs. Is there anything else? Yeah? You're going to a party? Do you know we're having a party here, too? Yeah? Do you know we have a jumbo bounce house? Yeah, uh, it's not even, it, oh, I was going to keep that one a secret. Eventually, after you guys eat your lunch, we're going to have cotton candy. I know, I got really excited to have you guys all back. And so we rented this jumbo, like, bounce house slide thing. And then there's also the smaller bounce house for the little kids. And it's going to be a lot of fun. So is anybody excited? Yeah, so make sure to pay really, really good attention in Sunday school, so then you'll ha be able to go run around after and have all sorts of fun. But first, let's talk about something that Jesus teaches us. Do you know Jesus talks to his disciples about greatness? He talks to his disciples about greatness. He actually talks to them about greatness because two of them were arguing over which one of them was the greatest. But I want to think about greatness. I think I want to be great. Do you want to be great? Yeah, I want to be great. I want to be so great. I want to be super strong. Do you think I can be super strong? Yeah, I, I think I can be super strong. Well, let's see. I want to see if I can be great and be super strong. I think I can be so great that I could be stronger than Taylor. Do you think I can be stronger than Taylor right here? What do you think? Can I be stronger than Taylor? Okay, Taylor, I challenge you to an arm wrestle. And whoever, hold on, wait, whoever, she's really going for it. Whoever wins the arm wrestle is going to be the greatest arm wrestler in the family. On your mark, get set, go. Ah! Oh, my goodness, I lost. Yeah, she won. And the problem is, I don't even think, I, I think that you really actually can beat me in that. Okay, so you won. I wanted to be great. How about, uh, oh, yeah, handshake, good job. Okay, what about if we try to be great? You want to try, Zoe? Yeah, come try. Here we go. Okay, on your mark, get set, go. Oh, my goodness. Oh, man, but I really wanted to be great, and everybody's beating me. Okay, anybody else want to try? Yeah, you want to try? Okay. All right, on your mark, get set, go. Oh, my goodness, you guys are going to hurt my arms. Okay, the two of you with hands up. If you want, you can sanitize your hands after this. You can come over, try to arm wrestle me, because I want to be the greatest. Walter, you can come here. Come here, come try to arm wrestle me. Yeah? Okay, arm wrestle me. Here we go. Try to arm wrestle me. On your mark, get set, go. You got to push your arm, push my arm down. Push, push, push. Oh, man, I lost again. What about you, Tucker? I was totally trying. Okay, on your mark, get set. <laughs> oh my goodness, Tucker beat me too. You want to try Juliana last one? Okay, I'm trying to be the greatest, and so far I'm losing. That's not good at all. How am I going to be the greatest? 
Well then, wait, let's let Juliana go. Okay, on your mark, get set, go. Oh, oh goodness, okay, that's enough. I think I lost enough. How am I gonna be the greatest if I keep on losing? How am I gonna be the greatest? How, you think you know? What do you think you know? Okay, so Taylor said that strength doesn't matter to be the greatest. Okay, we'll arm wrestle like crazy later, okay? Um, afterwards. So, here we go. So, Taylor says that it doesn't matter how strong you are that you're the greatest. It just matters that you worship God. But do you know Jesus told us how we can be the greatest? Jesus told us that to be the greatest, what we need to do is we need to help other people. To be the greatest, we can all be the greatest by helping other people, especially those who are smaller than us and weaker than us. If we want to be the greatest, we don't have to be the strongest or the smartest or the best at anything. If we want to be the greatest in the eyes of Jesus, we need to be the kindest. We need to help people as much as possible. That's how Jesus says that we can be the greatest. So all of us right here can be the greatest. Do you know that? Because we can all be the greatest in kindness kindness and we can all be the greatest in helping other people and we can all be the greatest in sharing God's love with others so all of us can be the greatest it doesn't matter how strong we are as long as we want to help other people do you guys want to help other people yes, yes? you guys want to help other people then we can all be great okay let's stand and let's say a prayer let's pray Holy and loving God, Lord, I thank you so much for allowing us to be here to worship you. Bless all these youngsters with greatness. Bless them with greatness in kindness. Bless them with greatness in love. Bless them in greatness with helping others. Lord, please help us all to be great in your eyes. Through Christ our Lord, we pray. Amen. And you guys can go off to Sunday school. Good morning. Good morning. Rally day number two. Uh, this call to worship, the heavens are telling the glory of God. And worship, worship reflects God's, God's glory. The sky proclaims God's handiwork. May, May we, we see each other as the handiwork, handiwork of God. God. Let our prayer and praise, our singing and proclamation, project the love of God. We worship with Christians around the world, with Christians throughout time, with Christians across geography, geez, and across time. Let us worship. Amen. still holy even when the darkness surrounds my life sovereign you are still sovereign even when confusion has blinded my eyes 
deserve your kind affection when my unbelief has kept me from your touch i want my life to be a pure reflection of your love and so i come into your chambers and i dance at your feet lord you are my savior and i'm at your mercy and all that has been in my life up to now belongs to you and you are still holy holy you are still holy even when the darkness surrounds my life sovereign you are still sovereign even when confusion has blinded my eyes lord i don't deserve your kind affection when my unbelief has kept me from your touch i want my life to be a pure reflection of your love and so i come into your chambers and i dance at your feet lord you are my savior and i'm at your mercy and all that has been in my life up to now belongs to so i come into your chambers and i dance at your feet lord you are my savior and i'm at your mercy and all that has been in my life up to now belongs to still holy you'll always be holy you may be seated And our reading this morning comes from the Gospel of Mark, the ninth chapter. We will start with verse 33 and read through verse 41. If you are ready to hear the word of the Lord, will you please say amen? Amen. Starting with verse 33. 
Then they came to Capernaum. This is Jesus and his disciples. And when he was in the house, he asked them, what were you arguing about on the way? And But they were silent, for on the way they had been arguing with one another about who was the greatest. And Jesus sat down and called the twelve, and he said to them, whoever wants to be first must be last of all and servant of all. And then he took a little child and put it among them, and taking it in his arms, he said to them, whoever welcomes one such child in my name welcomes me, and whoever welcomes me welcomes not me, but the one who sent me. And John said to him, teacher, we saw someone casting out demons in your name, and we tried to stop him because he was not following us. But Jesus said, do not stop him, for no one who does a deed of power in my name will be able to soon after speak evil of me. Whoever is not against us is for us. For truly I tell you, whoever gives you a cup of water to drink because you bear the name of Christ will by no means lose the reward. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Jesus to walk with me. I want Jesus to walk with me all along my pilgrim journey. Lord, I want Jesus to walk with me. In my sorrows, walk with me. In my sorrows, walk with me. When my heart within is aching, Lord, I want Jesus to walk with me. troubles walk with me in my troubles walk with me when my life becomes a burden Lord I want Jesus to walk with me Jesus. 
Amen. Now, friends, let, let us pray. Lord, we thank you for allowing us to be here. We turn our hearts and our minds towards you, Lord. We turn everything that we are towards you. We, we try to quiet the thoughts of our minds so that we can worship you this morning. So, Lord, as we worship here in this courtyard, as we worship here, we just ask that you pour your Holy Spirit upon us and that you bless the words of our mouths and the thoughts of our minds so that all that we do and all that we say can be holy and acceptable to you, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Through Christ, our Lord, we pray. Amen. So we know that Jesus taught his disciples a lot about humility. He taught them about being humble and about being a servant. And he taught this to his disciples in everything that he did. Every day he would walk around and he would help people. He would go through territories that normally people like him would not go through. He would interact with people who normally rabbis would not interact with. Jesus always taught his disciples about humility and about servanthood. They saw it in everything that he did and yet still as they were walking they started arguing and two of them started arguing now I have twin little brothers I've heard some little brothers argue before and that's what it reminds me of when I think about the disciples I'm reminded of my and my little brothers maybe arguing over which one of them was a better soccer player or which one of them was better at video games or, or which one of them was stronger or which one of them was faster anybody else ever have any siblings that ever argue like that Maybe, yeah, I'm seeing some hands back there. Well, I remember seeing all that kind of arguing, just fun little petty arguing between my little brothers. Well, I think that that's kind of what this was like. So Jesus, he gets to the house and he looks at his disciples who thought that they were being quiet, who thought that Jesus did not know what they were talking about. And Jesus says to his disciples, what were you arguing about on the way? And I love how Jesus, Jesus asks, because you know Jesus already knows the answer to this. You know that Jesus knows what they were arguing about, but Jesus asks his disciples he says well what were you arguing about and of course they didn't want to answer I mean here Jesus every single day is showing them examples of humility every single day Jesus is showing them examples of servanthood and so they don't want to answer because they don't want to say well Jesus we were arguing over which one of us is the greatest they didn't want to say that is this mic going out time out right now how's that there we go okay I don't know which one just did that but maybe that's okay so Jesus looked at his disciples as they were arguing about which one of them was the greatest and I love how this little interaction goes down because number one Jesus had been teaching his disciples about humility every single day but they lived in a, so in a society where power and authority were the traits that were to be admired they lived in a society where everybody thought that it was best if you were the most powerful where it was best if you had the most authority where it was best if you had the most strength so when Jesus started teaching his disciples about humility it was hard for a lot of them to understand so Jesus wanted to make sure that they really understood what he was talking about and so I love this Jesus goes and he picks up a little child 
He picks up a little child and he holds that child in his arms. Now today we think, oh, of course, of course Jesus picks up a child. Like, of course he picks up an innocent child. I mean, right now I see a dad walking away with a precious little child in his arms. Now today we're used to seeing men pick up children lovingly. But back then, 2,000 years ago, that wasn't something that was done. Back then, 2,000 years ago, you wouldn't see a dad standing there holding his child. You wouldn't have seen that 2,000 years ago. Because back then, especially a men in power, men in power would not have interacted with children. Children would have been off with the women or with the servants. So for Jesus to pick up a child, a lowly child, a humble child, quite possibly even a poor child, maybe it was a poor child wandering around the streets, for Jesus to pick up the child in his arms and say to his disciples, if you want to be great, you got to care for children like this. If you want to be great, you have to care for somebody who cannot repay you. If you want to be great, then you have to care for those who are deemed the lowest in society because at that time, children were deemed the lowest in society. Now, I'm even going to tell you at that time, if somebody didn't have any heirs and they were towards the end of their life and they needed to name an heir, they wouldn't adopt a child. They would adopt an adult. Nobody was interested in adopting children 2,000 years ago. Children that were, that were insignificant, they were on the lowest part of the totem pole. So for Jesus to pick up a child... And to say to his disciples, if you want to be great, then you need to welcome a child like this. If you want to be great, then you need to welcome somebody who cannot repay you. If you want to be great, then you need to welcome somebody who is at the lowest part in the eyes of society. And I think slowly but surely the disciples started to get it. Now, as I was going through this, of course, and preparing for this, it reminded me of one of Martin Luther King Jr.'s sermons. It's a sermon called The Drum Major Instinct. Give me a little wave of the hand if you've ever heard the sermon Drum Major Instinct. I I was listening to some of it just yesterday, so I'm going to paraphrase just a little bit and not do it any glory, because let's face it, he's one of the greatest preachers of all times. But, uh, you know, and the drum major instinct, this is exactly what Martin Luther King Jr. is talking about. He was talking about this text, and he was talking about the disciples arguing over which one of them was the greatest. And Martin Luther King Jr. said something that's so true. He said that Jesus redefines greatness. Do you realize that that even still today, 2,000 years later, in the eyes of society, greatness is seen as being able to have power and authority. If you are great, you are seen as one who has power and authority or prestige or, or you're idolized in some way or whatever. But Martin Luther King Jr. named it correctly when he looked at this text. He said that Jesus redefines greatness. And if you want to be the greatest, what do you have to be? A servant. He says the greatest among you will be a servant. That is how Jesus redefines greatness. And I love how MLK says in the sermon, he says, if you want to be great, that's wonderful. If you want to be first, that's wonderful. But be first in love. Be first in moral excellence. Be first in generosity. If you want to be first and if you want to be great in the eyes of Jesus, then what do we have to do? We have to love. We have to have mercy. We have to be generous. We have to care for those who are deemed insignificant in society. And the greatest thing about that that is that all of us can be great. We don't have to have a perfect life to be great. 
We don't have to be powerful to be great. We don't have to have the, the biggest house or the fanciest car to be great. We don't have to have a perfect family that's completely intact to be great. We don't have to have any of that to be great because all of us can be great. All of us can be great when all of us serve. Do you know that that's the most amazing thing about a church community? Just the other day, I was at a thing. I was actually volunteering for something. And the person who was the head of this said, you know, volunteerism is a thing of the past. He said, nobody volunteers anymore, which I thought was kind of ironic as we were like 20 of us volunteers were standing there. But he was saying, volunteerism is a thing of the past. I said, I don't know about that. Because I look at a church community every single Sunday. I look at people who come and who come to serve. I look at people who gather together on their Saturday night to feed people. I look at people who come together to help one another and to serve one another. I look at people who every single Christmas give and give and give to make sure that insignificant children that would not have gifts are able to have gifts on Christmas morning. I look every single Sunday and many other days around and I see people who are volunteering and who are volunteering because they want to serve those who cannot repay them and as I say this I'm looking at all of you I'm looking at so many of you who volunteer and so many of you who serve and as that man was saying that volunteerism is a thing of the past I was thinking to him really I don't know about that maybe according to the world volunteerism is a thing of the past but not according to the followers of Jesus because those of us who follow Jesus we don't care about what society says we don't care about how society deems greatness but we care about following who are you guys awake today you're freezing some of you are freezing okay you can move around you know it's okay how do we define greatness by serving we define greatness in the eyes of Jesus. And I'm looking at all of you who are not afraid to follow Jesus. And when we're not afraid to follow Jesus, we are not afraid to care for others. We are not afraid to help those who cannot repay us because we don't define greatness in the same way that society defines greatness, but we define greatness in the way that Jesus defines greatness. And the way that we can be great is by serving. We can help one another. We can feed those who have no food we can help those who are not able to repay us that is how we can be great and we can be great in the eyes of Jesus so friends as I'm looking at you apparently you're a little chilly so I'll wrap it up society tells us what it means to be great so society tells us we should have power and prestige but you know what if we want to be great in the eyes of Jesus we just have to love one another we have to serve one another. We have to care for one another. Not just one another, but also those who can't repay us. We need to serve those who can't repay us. And the more that we do that, the greater we are in the eyes of Jesus. And I don't know about you, but I'd rather be great in the eyes of Jesus than great in the eyes of society. What about you? Would you rather be great in the eyes of Jesus? If, say, if so, say amen. All we got to do is serve and let's join in a moment of prayer holy and loving god we worship you on this day on this day when we think about what it means to be great and lord we don't judge on the world's standards we don't always care about or maybe we do sometimes but we shouldn't care about what society says help us to be great in the eyes of jesus help us to serve help us to care for those in need 
Help us especially to care for those who are deemed the lowest in society. Help us, Lord, so that we can serve others, and in serving others, we can follow Jesus. And we pray this and every prayer through Christ Jesus, our Lord and our Savior, who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. is the time for offerings and you can also give online. Give thanks with a grateful heart. Give thanks to the Holy One. Give thanks because he's given Jesus Christ his Son. And now let the weak say I am strong. Let the poor say I am rich because of what the Lord has done for us. Give thanks. Let us pray together. Gracious God, may this act of giving transform our hearts and our minds. May you bless these gifts and use them to do your will. Through Christ we pray. Amen.
I know he rescued my soul. His blood has covered my sin. I believe, I believe. My shame he's taking away. My pain is healed in his name. I believe, I believe. I'll raise a banner. My Lord has conquered the grave. My Redeemer lives. My Redeemer lives. My Redeemer lives. My Redeemer lives. I know he rescued my soul. His blood has covered my sin. I believe, I believe. My shame he's taken away. My pain is healed in his name. I believe, I believe. I'll raise a banner. set up and lots of fun for the kids. So go bless, go be blessed and be a blessing to all. <laughs> 